0: Welcome to It's Just My Thoughts, the podcast. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another week of It's Just My Thoughts. I uh, started this day in reflection and full of thankfulness to see another birthday. Uh, last night, we went out uh, in early celebra- celebration and um, we enjoy Axtron. So I that was my first time last night going ax drawn, and I've never, uh, you know, I've never done it before. So it looks super easy, but uh, it's actually really hard. It takes a lot of technique. But um, I got the bullseye a few times, so I was pretty excited about that. But um, yeah, my birthday is going pretty good so far. So um, that's pretty the highlight, pretty much the highlights of my week. I also went hiking too, and that was pretty tranquil and cool too. Um, the incline was like crazy. I'm still a little sore from that. But other than that, um, I've just been pretty much taking it easy this year. And um, so let's just jump into the Black Excellence. Uh, this week, we were all gifted with the Beyonce TV special, Making a Gift. The special gave a lot of insight and um, more than I realized in regards to the Lion King soundtrack, in regards to like what went into making a soundtrack, Um, What I love most about Beyonce is how she really immerses herself in her projects. And it's really cool to see all the artists who help with the project and to give them this space acknowledgement that they probably wouldn't have received um, without this special. Um, So I thought that was really cool. So I want to big up Beyonce for that. And I I really enjoyed the special and seeing Africa and and seeing, um, you know, blue. And uh, so that was pretty good. Um, That was a good uh, surprise because I actually forgot about it. And I don't even know why my TV was on ABC or what. Why did I? Why did we turn it there? And then, 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 right when we turned it there, um, the special was coming on. So I'm glad that I turned it there and saw it. Um, so let's just discuss a few um, of my thoughts on current events. So Felicity Huffman verdict came out. Um, everybody has been really upset and and uproar about it, which i don't really understand why i I found her verdict actually to be fair um i didn't think she was going to get any time in jail at all so i was surprised that she got any i just thought maybe she had to pay a huge fine. um besides like you know the whole trial and all that i think um well not really trial but you know the with all of these people coming out and this whole thing i i what i wondered the most when it came to um this Cheating scandal is like in the Felicity Huffman case. Like, I would like, I wonder, you know, how did her daughter feel? Who, like, how did she take this information knowing that her mom like paid somebody fifteen thousand dollars to increase her SAT scores? Because, um, from what I've heard through everything, is that the child was unknowing of any of this and she had taken the score and then I think she had taken it again, taken the SAT and then she had taken it again. And when she had taken it again, they corrected her um grades and I think her score went up like four hundred points. And I would be really disappointed in my parents, but I would feel, you know, especially if in that age group, like as a kid, like I'm think she's still like like in her twenties, well, she's like still early twenties. I would feel like, you know, my parents like didn't have any faith in me to actually uh, you know, get it together or whatever and and get and get my SAT scores up that they would do all that and, and pay um someone to correct my grades and so I always wonder more so not really about the scandal but just what um what in her case like her daughter feel in regards to all of this um you know and how has that changed the relationship if if it has changed if anything the relationship um I don't know so that's just kind of my thoughts on that but so just to give a brief update I have another Antonio Brown update because once again things have been happening I don't understand why Antonio Brown just won't just play football, you know, so let's just, let's just discuss this. Now, last episode, I gave you the whole background of what has been going on with Antonio Brown. So I'm going to give another brief recap, just in case you didn't listen to my last week and catch you up to speed. So Antonio Brown, um, had a week of shenanigans with the Raiders, which cost him his $30 million bonus. And he was released by the Raiders. The Patriots then signed him. And at the start of the week, um, going into him being signed, his ex-trainer filed a lawsuit stating that Antonia Brown raped her. Now let's pause. So last week I was talking about how I didn't understand why the trainer kept going back. I, I still feel that way. But so I had a therapy session last week and I was, you know, asking my therapist like her thoughts on, um like this kind of situation and I should have written it down because I don't know if I'm going to explain this well, but I'm gonna try to. So she was saying to me that basically, um, cause I was telling her like how I felt like, you know, if I, if somebody ever made me feel in danger or made me feel uncomfortable in any kind of way, like, I'm um, you know, definitely saying something for one and two, like I'm definitely not putting myself back in a space where, you know, something may happen to me because I, w- I will, I feel that way if I, if I don't feel safe around a person, Um, so she was just saying to me that men like that, like wouldn't come to, you know, women like me, because they know it will be shut down. So the fact that he did something small at first, um, and then you see like where the behavior kind of increased after every encounter, like the obscene, the obscene gestures, like, you know, the first time she said that he kissed her, um, and like, kind of like forced his tongue in her mouth. And the second time and he exposed himself to her the first time. Then the second time, you know, it was the, the masturbating thing. And then, you know, the third time was him ultimately, you know, she, she stated raping her, raping her. So it's almost like predatory behavior. So the fact that, um, she continued working with him, um, it almost was almost like, you know, it was ultimately him like setting her up for, you know, the, the next steps, which, um uh, which was rape. Um, and so and you actually see that a lot like um even when I read a lot of memoirs and so when I've read memoirs like on memoirs like with people telling their stories in regards to being raped and stuff like that or even like molested as kids you sometimes see like where it'll start with something small and then you know it might increase from that increase from that almost like you know um, a predator with his prey so um when she broke it down to me um like that. I mean, that, that did make sense. Um, and so, you know, if anything, like, I just hope that, I mean, right now it's an open investigation and I just hope that, you know, um, um, I think at this point they were saying that it's like statute of limitations. So I guess the only thing she can do is the civil lawsuit, I think, where she would get money and nothing else can happen to him because it's been, I think two years or something like that. But, um, so when that story broke, Um, Sports Illustrated came out with the article and they interviewed another girl who was an artist at the time. And she talked about when she worked with him, um, he basically half paid her. And when she, um, when she was supposed to be painting him like numerous times, he was kind of flirty. He exposed himself to her numerous times, even one time while she was bending over, um, like I guess painting, he placed his privates on her while she was painting him. So so that was um, so that was another story that came out, and she and she wasn't filing a, a suit or anything. She just basically told her story in regards to working with him. So then that led to Antonio Brown, to start sending her threatening messages, and he was accused of intimidation. Um, which um, that's basically what that is. I mean, because he it was even down to like him sending a group chat. And he had her all in there with like her kids. And he was like, I mean, these text messages were like horrible. I mean, he's like telling her how, you know, she's a celebrity groupie and how she, you know, was nothing but a poor artist. And, you know, like just, you know, like basically accusing her of lying on him and all these things. When I was seeing the text messages and all that, I just didn't understand for the life of me, like why he, I just really didn't get like why he felt compelled to even, like, why are you talking to her? at all you know and so since the text messages happened while he was with the patriots they ultimately released him and right now i'm not even sure if he gets the 10 million um they basically trying they basically took that away so he basically made one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for that one week and um which is crazy so this literally at this point now he's lost 40 million dollars so then I wake up today and he was sending sending out like a barrage of tweets and he went off Well, he called out Robert Kraft because we know Robert Kraft had the, um, the prostitution sting that he pled not guilty to, but you know, yeah, who knows, but you know, he had that going on. Robert Kraft was one of the people, he's the owner of the Patriots that, you know, was in discussion that ultimately released him. He called out the NFL and he also called out, uh, Ben Roethlisberger because you know Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger was accused of raping a girl and I think he got like a four game suspension so he basically was saying like how uh how do these people get passes and I don't get a pass and you know you know but in my mind I'm like no nobody should get a pass you know for behaviors like that in general and so then ultimately that led to him saying that he was completely done with the NFL and you know, just watching all of this and and looking at this, I mean, this whole thing has just been, um, it's just been so self-destructive and it's clear that no one is talking to him and maybe they are, and he's just not listening. But, you know, in my mind, you know, I'm just looking at someone who clearly, you know, um, he, he needs help for sure. And, um, somebody to save him from himself because he's basically like literally self-destructing. So another thing that's been on my mind for a while now, and I haven't really known how to piece this together or what, like, I really, really, truly feel about the situation is um, I was wondering what you guys think about um, Kanye West and his Sunday service. I, I, I still don't know what to think about it, honestly. And then sometimes, like, when I find myself wanting to, like, you know, press play and listen, I don't know. I, it's almost like I I don't, I don't know. I just can't pull myself to do it, so. Um, you guys need to hop on one of my social medias and share your thoughts with me in regards to, um, what, what do you think about, um, you know, what he's doing? I mean, he says that it's therapeutic and, you know, all of these things, but I don't know. It's kind of odd too, for me. I don't know why, but I find it to be kind of, kind of odd, but, um, so let's discuss some TV news. So last week I was wrong. I said that the girlfriend's reunion episode was going to be on Mixish. But it's actually going to be on Blackish. Um, Mixedish premieres this week. Blackish comes back on T V and starts this week. Um, one thing that I thought that was a little odd is that they casted um Tiki Sumter as Tracy Ellis' mom on Mixedish. But the actress that plays her mom on Blackish is like a lighter skinned, um, you know, woman. So I thought it was odd. And you know, obviously Tiki Sumter is is dark skin is darker skin. So I thought it was odd from a continuity standpoint, like you know, like her mom doesn't essentially look the same from both shows. Um, so I thought that was kinda weird. But um but I think it should be good. So I'm excited to, you know, tune into those. Blackish is just actually one of my favorite shows on TV, so um I'm excited about that. Uh last week on Thursday, I went to see the Hustlers movie and um and I wasn't really sure what to think. Like I saw that it got decent reviews, but I don't know what I was expecting, but the movie, um, the movie, the movie was really good. Um, everyone pretty much, I mean, in my mind, I feel like everyone pretty much played themselves. I thought Lo was great. You know, she was sexy and all that, which is, is JLo and Kiki was funny. I'm actually a big Kiki Palmer fan. So I, I always like pretty much everything that she do. Cause she's, she's actually a, a really good, um, actress and entertainer. And we actually, I think people overlook Kiki so much because she always kind of play like these silly roles, but she actually really is a good um, actress. Cardi pretty much played Cardi and Lizzo was literally playing the flute in the strip club, which was, which was classic. classic. So, um, I loved it and, um, I was, uh, <clears throat> pleasantly surprised by it. So and that was pretty much, um, the only thing that's kind of been going on for me this week as far as my thoughts, but Um, so my thought of the week was basically a reflection of myself. Um so with today being my birthday, I wanted to just spend um this episode just I guess just kind of sharing my thoughts on myself for a moment. Um, so when I was younger every year on my birthday, um, you like pretty much starting from when I was, you know, in my adult years, um, I would sit and think of all think about all the things that I haven't accomplished. And I felt that I felt as if I was racing against this success clock. Um, even though, you know, I, I'm still like very much goal oriented and I'm very much like a math scientist. I like to say when it comes to myself and just, you know, um, setting goals and, you know, having things um, to work for, or climb for, climb towards um, this year, you know, I, I, I feel like I've spent. Um, You know, this weekend and even going into my birthday today, uh, more a reflection of just thankfulness. Um, More and more for me, material items are becoming less attractive to me. And I move, you know, more so in the direction of creating memories and sharing these moments with people I love. I think for so long, um, I've applied so much pressure on myself to be successful that I never stopped to acknowledge the growth that I have had as well as the success I've had and all the things that I have to be thankful for. And, you know, sometimes, you know, even with, um, I think why I'm kind of, I feel like I've cared less about material items is one, when you die, you can't take it with you. And two, you know, I would allow myself to be so busy to the point that I never even, you know, got to even, um, what's the word I'm trying to say really, uh, enjoy, the stuff that I, that I had, because I was always just working, 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 working. And I pretty much have spent all of my twenties, um, you know, working and, um, and, you know, going into my thirties, the same, pretty much the same. And so, um, you know, this year, I really feel like I had to stop and, you know, just say that, you know, I have a lot to be thankful for. Um, This year, I've been more intentional, um, the most intentional I've ever been in my life with self-care and self-love, as I've realized that I haven't always done right by myself, nor have I always loved myself. I also, at times, close myself off to people who love me due to um, these pressures that I placed on myself and this success clock race. Um, to the point that, you know, I was at times just recluse for no reason. Like I have, I, to this day, I, I like when I talk to my friends now, like, you know, and starting to come back around, like, I have no idea like wh- why that was like, why did I, um, you know, just kind of fall off as far as like just communication. But I think I've just been stuck in this, um, this race for success or this pressure that I put on myself, um you know and uh, and it wasn't good you know because one um which I tell everybody like isolation you know to the point of where you know you're not you're not going out you're not really socializing with people you know the only thing i was really doing was work um to the point that like i felt like i was kind of losing myself in my in my identity um and so this year like i really Um, have wanted to be more intentional with relearning myself and, um, getting back to the basics of, you know, what I enjoy really diving into my hobbies, um, really, uh, diving into correcting and, um, mending some friendships, um, that I needed to, uh, and just spending more time, you know, being more intentional in my friendships and my relationships and, you know, in my family. So today with turning 35, I woke up um, thankful to God for seeing another day. I'm thankful for all the birthday love and outpours today. I'm extremely proud of the hard work I put in and seeing the, the positive benefits. I'm most especially grateful to be experiencing an awakening. And for the first time, actually being able to say that I am doing the work in regards to myself and I actually see the outcomes from the work. I think on my first episode, um, I said that I'm a work in progress and I'm on this personal journey. And Every week you tune in, you're on this journey with me and I'm thankful. So that was uh, this week of it's Just my thoughts. Um, I thank you so much um, for everyone that has wished me happy birthday and um, all the kind words. Um, don't forget to follow me on my social medias. My Twitter is IJMT podcast. That's Twitter. And my um, Instagram is, uh, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Um, so let's just continue to keep this rolling. I thank you so much for tuning in and, um, it's Mika here and I appreciate you.